Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Tasha Chohan, and she is the UK and IE Banking Director at Tink. Tink is Europe's leading open banking platform that enables banks, fintechs, and startups to develop data-driven financial services. Tasha has built her career at leading names, such as Fiserv, Starling Bank, and now Tink, which is part of Visa. So she's got lots to tell us, lots to share with us, and I'm sure lots of lessons and learns along the way. So Tasha, it's great to have you with us. Great to be here, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. So it would be a really good start if you could just tell us about your role at Tink and what that actually looks like, because uh, the title itself, it can vary quite dramatically company to company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I've been at Tink for nearly three years now, and my role has been predominantly leading Tink banking and lending business in the UK and Ireland. Significantly helped grow the UK office over the last 12 months. But what my role actually means is actually looking at the greater market strategy in the region. I'm a spokesperson for Tink at conferences, roundtables, panels, but also pushing industry changes and reforming things like the lending space through open banking, credit decisioning. And tell us a bit more about Tink, because it's now part of Visa. You're doing amazing things. Tell us all about it. What makes Tink so successful? We've been around for a long, a long while, 10 year plus business. And our focus has always been on that end customer experience. So whether that's a, a business or a customer, it's about driving that customer choice and personalization. And ultimately, it's about driving change in financial services for the better, right? Like That's the whole premise of open banking. And over the last 10 years, we've been absolutely obsessed with our customer problems and priorities. And like we've been honing in on how that looks from a data and payment services perspective and what we can do with data and payment services to unblock those challenges in that customer experience. And we do that through a broad set of products that we're not just a data pipe. We refine the data in a specific way to satisfy specific use cases like onboarding, uh, loan origination, for example, that I mentioned before, looking at affordability, credit worthiness, but actually how you engage with that customer as well. But then also on, I guess, on, on the payment side of things, like removing friction from journeys and being able to replace that with seamless experiences. So account to account payments, low cost alternative, but then also thinking about, like I said, credit worthiness, like how you're able to get real time data into experiences so that it makes it better for customers, but then also actually for the business as well, because you get a a holistic overview of that individual business. Amazing. It's brilliant stuff that Tink's doing. And yeah, loving to just hear that journey and, and all the impact that you've been making. There's some other impact as well that I know is really important to you. And I wanted you to share your thought on the industry and the changes you've seen for diversity in the past decade. Yeah, and I think we've progressed so much in the past decade, like, but at the same time, we've really not in where we're at. Right now, we obviously have these conversations quite regularly, but I think in terms of diversity, I think there is such a lack of diversity in so many areas, but like focusing on gender diversity, because I think that that's the most obvious one. I was reading this Bloomberg article the other day, and it quoted that nearly 200,000 more women worked in UK finance in 1997 than in 2022. Why is that? 
that is sad, right? Like, why is there a decline in that? I mean, there's going to be obvious ones around like gender pay gap and there's a lot more awareness and visibility of that now. But it really made me have that moment of reflection. Like, I've always been in sales, I've always been in commercial teams. But when I started my career, I didn't really see many women in sales, like definitely not in leadership. And that sounds really harsh saying it, but everyone that like, I sold to looked the same. Everyone I worked directly with like, looked the same. And again, it sounds harsh. It was a it was a middle-aged white man. But the first business that I joined Dovetail, like there was one absolutely kick-ass lady there. And she was in the middle of this like so super old school way of selling, like software sales, deals being done on the golf course type of selling. But she never conformed to anything. It was always her way of doing things. She was mad as a box of frogs. And I can say that because she's a close friend. <laughs> but I'm very fortunate to have her like before she became my manager, but before her becoming my manager, she was also a mentor. And as I mentioned, like she's still guiding me today. But I think the the key thing for me at that point, I, I was an impressionable young girl. Like this was the start of my career. She taught me how to hold myself. Like don't succumb to behave in a certain way just because others did, just because that profile of salesman did. Like don't you don't have to behave like a man to get the job done. And you don't have to run around getting everyone teas and coffees just because you're the youngest in the office. Uh, like I definitely nearly fell into that trap. Um, but I think it's important now to focus on like the, the young impressionable women early on in their career because like the culture, the guidance, the team that you have around you matters so much because that molds you into to who you are today. But I think like since that, uh, yes, like my journey, uh, but then also seeing the industry's journey as well, like it has changed. We are making steps in the right direction. Um, and it's good to see the change. Like it's good to see that there is a movement. Um, I mean, like look at you, for example, look at this podcast. Like it's really good to see all of that. Like, diversity is being spoken about a lot more. We're driving awareness around the issues in the industry today, which is great. Like businesses are making conscious decisions to drive this diversity topic and inclusion and like give the underrepresented voices a voice. And I think like we're seeing that trickle through for like industry events, but I think there's that still fundamental issue, right? Like there's not enough women in tech. There's not enough women in sales and, and like small scale events, for example, um, there's, there's not really many women around there. So we need to change that. We need to be doing more to drive those initiatives as an industry and how we get diversity and how we be more inclusive in the sector. Some amazing insights that you've shared there. I love that, that story around the mentorship. And being true to yourself whilst having the support of a great culture and network around you. I've really, really enjoyed listening to that. And I am going to be reading that article from Bloomberg, 200,000 less women. We, we've got a lot to answer for, a lot right. to answer for. Like that yeah, is that was, shocking. Yeah, it makes me sad. It really yeah. does make me sad. That does. Yeah. It, it really does. And this is exactly it. This is the need for podcasts like this, for work that we do, following these podcasts and getting everyone listening to go and drive some sort of change within their business, whether that's asking the question about the gender pay gap, whether that's asking the question about mentoring programs, just really starting to demand these sort of culture basics, really, that will allow for inclusion. Now, you also mentioned events, which I'm really keen to talk to you about, because you have been really high profile at a number of events recently. And I wanted you to share some of your experience of just the whole ecosystem of the event world across the fintech space. Yeah, sure. And like, 
I don't know whether this is going to be positive, right? Because yeah. the small, small time that I've been like, speaking at events and like doing panels, etc. I mean, there's been some really great engagements and experiences, but there's also been some bad ones as well. And I think like we work in finance, fintech, like notoriously like white middle class man on the stage. Why is that with today's society? Like, why is that still the case? And I'm sure this isn't just my observation being a young woman of colour. Like I've spoken at events where I'm the only woman speaking or I'm the only person of colour or the only person aged under 50. And I've had women come up to me after I've been speaking and saying that it's nice to see them represented, which is great. Like kudos to me, but also it's a shock. Like it's a real shock. I mean, we're seeing the change. Larger scale events are now representing this. Like earlier this year, Money Live, (laughs) I was on a panel and it was on International Women's Day and like huge props to them. I was on an all woman panel, black moderator, two Indians on stage. I was like, yes, this is this is great. Right. Props to representing women in finance there. And it was so, so great to see. But it needs to like go beyond that, the larger scale events. It's like not just who you get on stage. It's like everything around that as well, how we build communities. And so last year, I mean, I love events. They're exhausting, but I love going to them. And one of my favourite ones to go to is Cybos last year. And there was this evening event, which Publicist Sapient, my good friends over there, um, hosted, which was the women of Cybos. And I think it was around 15 women that were in this like intimate dinner setting. And it was great. There was a place card on each of the seats. Think of Toblerone, stick of Toblerone, love it, chocolate. <laughs> and we had to share around the table throughout this like ridiculous meal about a climb that we've had to make in our careers. And it's all these like super inspiring women, right? Like they, I was hearing their stories and hearing the challenges that they've gone through, both professionally and personally. And like these are super, super senior people at Google, Amazon, like CMA9 banks. And like at the risk of sounding cringy, like we all definitely bonded and created this sisterhood with this group of ladies. And like community is so important, right? Because I mean, I'm still in touch with a lot of these ladies today. And this is from October last year. Like when you build that network, you keep that network. And that's what helps you get through. But yeah, I'm seeing them posting what their achievements on LinkedIn, breaking those glass ceilings, as we say. We need more of that. We need that community. We need women mentoring, coaching, sponsoring one another. But it's not just about women, right? Like we need men at the table to help implement the change. It's diversity, after all. It's inclusion, after all. And we need to elevate and inspire others to break that mould because diversity within a company, like, it challenges the way of working. It challenges the norm. But, like, good. Like, change is good. Change is great. Like, diversity does that. Yeah, and I love that. Like, that made my hair stand on end, just that sort of bonding that you had with that room of individuals, talking about how they've climbed, the challenges that they've overcome. Because... I remember my first event where I realized like I wasn't alone and I realized, you know, I use this phrase carefully. I realized that I wasn't crazy as I'd been made to feel my entire career, you know, that it wasn't just me. Like this is harder. I'm not getting recognized. You know, all the stuff that we are now in a position to be able to talk about more openly. But there are still individuals, as you say, that without that network, without that support, will feel isolated alone and that the problem is them rather than the system. 
And I really love the way that you talk through that. And kudos to Cybos, like amazing. What a great event. I wanted you to share some of the successes because I feel like, you know, when people listen to these podcasts, it's really great to raise the awareness. But like now this part of the pod is about action. And it'd be great to hear some of the successes you've seen around people in, and building inclusive environments in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to focus on like what we've done at Tink because... I'm super proud of the team here. We have made a lot of changes over the course of the last 12 months, and mainly because we've grown so quickly, right? Visa acquired us last year. We've exponentially grown the business, the UK office. We have grown like, yeah, crazy, crazy amounts. And I'm super proud of the work that we've done here. But yeah, growing the, the UK bank and lending team and just promoting diversity and inclusion within that. If a profile is capable of the role and responsibilities, like that shouldn't be an issue. But as we've grown the office, I mean, Tink's like diversity and inclusion, like it's it's at the core of what we do. Like we really want to make sure that that comes through in everything, the way that we work, the way that we like build the team, and what we've been able to do is really like kick off this DNI program across Tink. And we started by looking at gender diversity and kicking off a group, Women at Tink, piloted it in the UK, rolling it out across the rest of Europe and having ambassadors locally now because local markets need the local flavour of whatever it is that's going to work with that team. What this means is that we're empowering diversity across the business. Looking specifically at what we do externally, I mean, personally, I've been part of like mentoring programmes, Money Live, money 2020 like making sure that we can share this experience that we're doing and what we're implementing the change that we're implementing so that the rest of like the, the industry like other businesses other people that have this like this passion and want to make a change like they can get ideas from this like it comes like from community as i was saying before like how we can promote and elevate and inspire one another but i mean not just from a tink perspective i mean it's not just kind of Tink anymore. It's also Tink and Visa and how we work with our lovely Visa parents now. And like Visa is so great in everything like that they do with like employee resource groups and women in leadership roles, for example. Like they have the women in business committee and we're now part of that. Like the acquisitions are getting involved, getting their hands dirty, getting stuck in on like bringing ideas to the table, like what can we do to, to raise awareness, to engage more, to drive change. And that's something that like will help steer equality, like allyship across the entire visa business, not just like Tink as an acquisition, but making sure that we're working together on this. And then I would say like, personally from a outside of like the office, outside of the industry, I'm also mentoring the Girls Network, awesome, awesome charity. If you don't know them, look it up. It's essentially inspiring, like mentoring girls from least advantaged communities, like to enter fintech, to enter finance. I mean, I focus on that because I'm in this industry. You can mentor them in whichever area it is that they're interested in. The key thing that takes getting involved in this, we just getting involved in this, is trying to tackle at the source, like how we get more women into the industry. And like, I think that's where success comes from, right? It's not just like tapping each other on the back, like, hey, we created a group, but it's actually, let's see what we can do to drive change and try and look at where the fundamental challenges are. And it's about bringing more people in, bringing more women in. Mm. 
I love that. Inspire, empower, and promote. Like you've used those three words a lot in this pod. I feel like we should we should name this pod the Inspire, Promote, and Empower <laughs> Pod by Tasha Chauhan. Like I love it. And look, we're, we're at the final question. I always ask this one because whenever I introduce my pods, and this is something that's been consistent since the first pod that I ever recorded, I've always introduced it as we're here today to walk the talk. And that phrase, walk the talk, is really important to me. And and I know that you know it'll resonate with you and. Uh, other people because with everything that we talk about for inclusion we've got to do something and that's why I really like those actionable points that you were sharing but for people listening today whatever their role may be what are some things that you would like for them to be doing to help drive forward workplace inclusion yeah and I think you can you can spit it out into a couple of things I think like training is such a huge thing Everybody might think that they're being inclusive, but actually like training just makes you more aware of all of the other ways that you can be inclusive, but also it keeps it front of mind as well. And this is something that we we do at Tink. So training managers on on DNI, things to look out for, like aware of profiles that might shy away from engagements, for example, like the introverts, like how do we get them involved? Like you don't always have to be, I mean work in sales or work in commercial teams right like you don't always have to be the loudest at the bunch because typically that's the type of profile of person but also like it's not just from a a training from a management perspective that's important it's also like training teams on this as well right at Tink we're definitely the type of people in the business like we try and make a difference try and include everyone but like I say it, it keeps it front of mind but also like the, the groups that I mentioned, like the Women at Tink group, which we, we've launched in the Tink office across and rolling it out across Europe, like those groups are great because it provides an environment as well for the underrepresented to share their opinions, share their experiences, like drive awareness and create this better way of working, better environments where everybody's able to prosper, they've been heard, you know? And I think that's so, so important. And I've mentioned it a little bit before as well, but we're also localizing that. So having ambassadors in the satellite offices that we've got, where we've got like a, a sizable team, because like we don't know, for example, like the ins and outs of Polish office. And for example, I mean, I would love to, but it's one of those, it just makes more sense to, to localize a lot of that. And I think the, the main thing for us, and I feel like I'm preaching a little bit here, but <laughs> if we build like stronger teams and ways of working and be more inclusive, like I honestly, like I think I see that we're building a stronger business here. Like we want to be a company where candidates join because like, of this type of culture that we're fostering, this type of change. And I think it's important, right? Like you can do a whole bunch of stuff like events, mentor, mentoring programs. I mean, we've got a big, big piece on women in leadership now. And I think that's one thing that's super important, right? Visibility at the top, you can get there. There is no glass ceiling. I think that's really, really important. So I think that's the inclusion stuff. But I think from a diversity standpoint, there should be, and you know this all too well, right? From a recruitment standpoint, there should be KPIs in place on diversity. Uh, there should be, I mean, from a sales position, I have hired a lot and there's a lot of men in the pipe and it's not like, I want to see the diversity there. Like, how do we get more women interested in the role? Like, how do we do that? How do we promote that in the right way? And one thing that we're doing at Tink is like, if, if like, women have left the process for whatever reason, like, we want to interview them. We want to understand why. Like, 
tell us, give us feedback. Like, what can we do better? What can we improve? Um, so, yeah, I think there's the recruitment pieces that can be done around diversity. But then also, I think there's also like a, a flexibility piece that can be embedded in a business in like way of working, your policies, like working from home. I mean, there is an expectation post pandemic that you're like, hybrid working. I think if anybody said to you, um, in fintech at least, you have to be in the office five days a week. Like, I know what I would say. So, <laughs> but I think like having that flexibility, particularly for those with kids, we have some, I quite like this, we've got some colleagues in Stockholm which call it the night shift. So they clock off at three, but they log back on again once the kids have been picked up from school, fed, put to bed. And they call it the night shift. And it's like, yeah, that, that's great. They're still doing the work, you know, like work as you need. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that we can be doing, not just from an inclusion perspective, but also a diversity perspective as well. And I love that that's probably the longest answer you've given to everything. But look, that's what this is about. You've given us so much to take away and implement. And actually what you've done is you've given so many examples that I feel like lots of different types of people will choose a different one to go and implement within their workplace or within their community groups. And this is exactly what these pods are about. And you've given me lots to think about as well. Like I'm going to go and read that article. Just reframing how I go in and talk to companies about why they they don't see women in that pipeline, like me being able to give people better feedback on that. I've learned so much from today. So thank you for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you for having me.